Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Kelly Wisness. Hi, this is Kelly Wisness. Welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, we're joined by Cody Bales, a senior reimbursement consultant at Bessler, who's here to discuss Disproportionate Share Hospital, affectionately known as DISH, survey for New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Cody. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Um, So we're just going to jump right in today with this very uh, important topic for our New Jersey folks. Um, What is the Medicaid DISH survey and why does it have to be completed? Most hospitals in the state are eligible to receive DISH payments, uh, and again, DISH is short for Dish Proportionate Share Hospital, uh, eligible to receive those payments from the Medicaid program. And this is an entirely different payment mechanism than Medicare DISH payments, uh, which comes to mind for most people when they hear DISH. So while Medicare DISH payments or adjustments are calculated through the Medicare cost report and supplemental reporting, The Medicaid dish payments are, again, a different stream of payments that are paid by the state to hospitals that serve certain patient populations, namely Medicaid or Medicaid-eligible patients, as well as uh, uninsured individuals. So the dish survey itself comes in as a reporting requirement for any hospital that receives dish funding during the year. Without going into the specifics too much, the the survey is basically an accounting of the uncompensated cost of services provided to Medicaid and uninsured individuals. Uh, The state of New Jersey, in turn, has a statutory requirement to report to CMS not only their dish hospitals and the funding paid out, but also several other elements that are collected through the dish surveys that are completed by hospitals. Okay, that makes sense. And how often must the DISH survey be completed? Good question. Uh, The state's report is submitted on an annual basis. So basically a DISH survey must be completed each year by the hospital. Now, because of how the UCC, uh, which is the uh, acronym for uncompensated care costs that you'll you'll hear quite often, uh, because of how UCC gets realigned from a hospital's cost report year to the the state's fiscal year, which which in New Jersey is a a 630 year end. There are scenarios where a hospital would have to submit multiple surveys for each reporting cycle or each year. So think in the cases of uh, when you have a cost report year end change or a a short cost report period, uh, that scenario could come up. But for the, the vast majority of cases, uh, now that the dish survey reporting cycle has been up and running for for several years, it's it's one survey due per year. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. And Cody, what is the reimbursement impact? The primary concern uh, for this process is is the measure of dish funds received during the year versus the amount of uncompensated care that's incurred by the facility in providing services. So it, if the hospital doesn't take proper care and obtaining the necessary documentation and timely submitting the survey with the most accurate information, then the hospital's dish payments may be subject to recoupment or or, or more recoupment than otherwise would be necessary. So that's kind of the, uh, the primary concern. But additionally, though, uh, it, 
even with that being said, the hospital should carefully complete the survey and ensure that um, all of the uncompensated care is, is properly being reported and claimed on the survey. Uh, because as we've we've seen time and time again, um, even if if some uh, specific survey or data is not used for a, sort of an ancillary purpose today, that may not necessarily be the case in the future. Okay, thank you for that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what tools or knowledge does someone need to complete the survey? The DISH survey should be assigned to someone at the facility with a high degree of reimbursement knowledge, as well as revenue cycle knowledge and, and probably uh, hospital operations in general. It's essential to have a basic understanding of the of the Medicare cost report, how cost to charge ratios work, and then probably the most important thing to understand is how to identify the appropriate patient populations and, and gather um, patient claims detail. The survey requires a high degree of detailed patient claims reporting, scrubbing, research, analysis, validation, all of that. So th this will often involve multiple individuals in the organization, you know, those from decision support, information systems, revenue integrity, or, or other groups, just depending on how the, the organization is structured. So very knowledgeable people um, on the team for sure is needed for this, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And, and do you have any tips for completing the survey? I, I'm I'm glad you asked because yes, of course, of course I do. Generally, hospitals can get a lot of benefit and kind of save a lot of headache by properly and just as importantly, efficiently uh, validating the data that's included on the survey prior to submission. Not only can this minimize audit questions, but could you know potentially limit additional audit sampling, testing procedures, and and all that sort of thing. And so not to go off in the weeds too much, but I'll give you a few examples. Uh, one obvious one is to compare Exhibit A, which is a listing of your uninsured patients, to Exhibit B, which is a record of patient payments received during the year. So if a patient is identified in Exhibit A and matched in Exhibit B with payments that are classified as insured, then then obviously that doesn't make any sense and you, you'd want to go and uh, determine what happened there. And then speaking of Exhibit B, uh, I would also add to specifically review the the range of service dates that are included in the detail. Uh, if the oldest service dates only go back a few years from the the cost report year in question, uh, but you as an organization are, are still collecting on patient accounts from, from many years back, uh, then there's a disconnect there. Um, and so prior to submitting, you would want to determine the cause for that, be it missing legacy transaction data, older transaction codes not being picked up in the report or, or whatever the cause may be. Uh, and another check I would recommend is to look at the calculated cost of services as a percentage or or ratio of charges. This will clue you into any potential issues with the, the mapping or allocation of revenue codes and the claims data to the cost center lines on the DISH survey. So you can perform this review across patient populations, so Medicaid, dual eligible, uninsured, et cetera, uh, as well as between survey years to to identify and review that ratio. So performing this additional check uh, may even help you identify issues with your current reporting that are leading to under-reporting of uncompensated care. Wow, those are some great tips, thank you. 
And are there any common pitfalls to watch out for? Yeah, I'll just I'll just mention a quick one, which is to to not kind of check out of the process after everything's done and the survey is submitted. You'll likely receive an adjustment report back and it's very important to zero in on the high impact adjustments on the report and confirm either that the adjustments are valid or that maybe further information can be provided to the auditor to potentially negate the adjustment. So take a look at that adjustment report for sure and keep it um, kind of front and center even after you submit the survey because uh, when you look at that, the, the impact of the adjustments may not appear to be significant in aggregate, uh, but you would want to still do that review to make sure that you have a handle on on all the adjustments. Definitely. That's good advice. Thank you. We are so appreciative of all this great information you shared with us today, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you can learn more from Cody on this topic on the related webinar he's presenting live on July 27th. You can register for that webinar on our website, bestler.com. The webinar recording and corresponding slides will also be available on our website after the webinar. Thank you for joining us on the Hospital Finance Podcast. This concludes our episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help protect and optimize revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.